Welcome to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. I don't care if wealth or fame 
Father, how to pray. 
of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio.
focused I see the things you do through me as great things I have done and now you gently break me then lovingly you take me and hold me as my father and mold me as my maker I ask you how many times will you pick me up when I keep on letting you down and each time I will fall short of your glory how far will forgiveness abound then you answer my child I love you and as long as you're seeking my face you'll walk in the power of my daily sufficient grace at times I may grow weak and feel a bit discouraged knowing that someone somewhere could do a better job for who
carried a burden, a staggering weight, and struggled for freedom but could not escape. I trembled and cried at the thought of my fate. What must I do to be saved? I desperately searched for release from my pain, but found that man's wisdom was useless and vain. Is there not a power that can break every chain? What must I do? What must I do to be saved? Jesus' blood flows from Calvary, breaking Satan's power, setting captives free. Jesus bleeding the cross for his sin. The man standing by were all mocking his pain. But then, yes, I heard it. He called out my name. Kneel at the cross and be saved. I fell at the feet of the one hanging there. Oh, Savior, forgive me. I cried in despair. My burden fell off. Jesus answered my prayer. Kneel at the cross. Kneel at the cross and be saved.
You're listening to Songs of Praise.
And I'm wrestling my fears and my failures again. I miss and I'm babies pulsing in the wind. I am shifting sand. And even then you're the same. God, when joy floods the heart, when life falls apart, you're the same. God, when hope shines like the sun, when dreams come undone, when we're blessed,
shall part ah, with what a rest of bliss Christ can fill the loving heart heaven and earth may fade and flee Listening to 3ABN Australia Radio's Songs of Praise.
Thank you. 
place like your own, where your word will find sweet soil, everywhere that it is sown. Break up my fallow ground, rid my heart of sinful stone. Break up my fallow ground, my heart your Listening to Songs of Praise, a production of Thrib in Australia Radio. Welcome to Thrib in Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Ellen White. Continuing Chapter 9, Teaching and Healing. To reach the people wherever they are, 
and whatever their position or condition, and to help them in every way possible. This is true ministry. By such effort, you may win hearts and open a door of access to perishing souls. In all your work, remember that you are bound up with Christ, a part of the great plan of redemption. The love of Christ in a healing, life-giving current is to flow through your life. As you seek to draw others within the circle of his love, let the purity of your language, the unselfishness of your service, the joyfulness of your demeanour bear witness to the power of his grace. Give to the world so pure and righteous a representation of him that men shall behold him in his beauty. It is of little use to try to reform others by attacking what we may regard as wrong habits. Such efforts often result in more harm than good. In his talk with the Samaritan woman, instead of disparaging Jacob's will, Christ presented something better. If you knew the gift of God, he said, and who it is that saith to you, give me to drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. John 4.10 He turned the conversation to the treasure he had to bestow, offering the woman something better than she possessed, even living water, the joy and hope of the gospel. This is an illustration of the way in which we are to work. We must offer men something better than they possess even the peace of Christ which passes all understanding. We must tell them of God's holy law, the transcript of his character, and an expression of that which he wishes them to become. Show them how infinitely superior to the fleeting joys and pleasures of the world is the imperishable glory of heaven. Tell them of the freedom and rest to be found in the Saviour, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, he declared. Verse 14. Lift up Jesus, crying, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. John 1.29. He alone can satisfy the craving of the heart and give peace to the soul. Of all people in the world, reformers should be the most unselfish, the most kind, the most courteous. In their lives should be seen the true goodness of unselfish deeds. The worker who manifests a lack of courtesy and who shows impatience at the ignorance of waywardness of others, who speaks hastily or acts thoughtlessly, may close the door to hearts so that he can never reach them. As the dew and the still showers fall upon the withering plants, so let words fall gently when seeking to win men from error. God's plan is first to reach the heart. We are to speak the truth in love, trusting in him to give it power for the reforming of the life. The Holy Spirit will apply to the soul the word that is spoken in love. Naturally, we are self-centered and opinionated. But when we learn the lessons that Christ desires to teach us, we become partakers of his nature. Henceforth we live his life. The wonderful example of Christ 
the matchless tenderness with which he entered into the feelings of others, weeping with those who wept, rejoicing with those who rejoiced, must have a deep influence upon the character of all who follow him in sincerity. By kindly words and acts, they will try to make the path easy for the weary feet. The Lord Eternal has given me a tongue for teaching, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah 50 verse 4 All around us are afflicted souls, here and there, everywhere we find them. Let us search out their suffering ones and speak a word in season to comfort their hearts. Let us ever be channels through which shall flow the refreshing waters of compassion. In all our associations, it should be remembered that in the experience of others, there are chapters sealed from mortal sight. On the pages of memory are sad histories that are sacredly guarded from curious eyes. There stand registered long, hard battles with trying circumstances, perhaps troubles in the home life, that day by day weaken courage, confidence and faith. Those who are fighting the battle of life at great odds may be strengthened and encouraged by little attentions that cost only a loving effort. To such the strong, helpful grasp of the hand by a true friend is worth more than gold or silver. Words of kindness are as welcome as the smile of angels. There are multitudes struggling with poverty, compelled to labour hard for small wages, and able to secure but the barest necessities of life. Toil and deprivation with no hope of better things make their burden very heavy. When pain and sickness are added, the burden is almost unsupportable. Careworn and oppressed, they know not where to turn for relief. Sympathise with them in their trials, their heartaches and disappointments. This will open the way for you to help them. Speak to them of God's promises. Pray with and for them. Inspire them with hope. Words of cheer and encouragement spoken when the soul is sick and the pulse of courage is low. These are regarded by the Saviour as if spoken to himself. As hearts are cheered, the heavenly angels look on in pleased recognition. From age to age, the Lord has been seeking to awaken in the souls of men a sense of their divine brotherhood. Be co-workers with him. While distrust and alienation are pervading the world, Christ's disciples are to reveal the spirit that reigns in heaven. Speak as he would speak. Act as he would act. Constantly reveal the sweetness of his character. Reveal the wealth of love which underlies all his teachings and all his dealings with men. The humblest workers in cooperation with Christ may touch chords whose vibrations shall ring to the ends of the earth and make melody throughout eternal ages. Heavenly intelligences are waiting to cooperate with human instrumentalities that may reveal to the world what human beings may become 
and what, through union with the divine, may be accomplished for the saving of souls that are ready to perish. There is no limit to the usefulness of one who, putting self aside, makes room for the working of the Holy Spirit upon his heart and lives a life wholly consecrated to God. All who consecrate body, soul and spirit to his service will be constantly receiving a new endowment of physical, mental and spiritual power. The inexhaustible supplies of heaven are at their command. Christ gives them the breath of his own spirit, the life of his own life. The Holy Spirit puts forth its highest energies to work in mind and heart. Through the grace given us, we may achieve victories that because of our own erroneous and preconceived opinions, our defects of character, our smallness of faith, have seemed impossible. To everyone who offers himself to the Lord for service, withholding nothing, is given power for the attainment of measureless results. For these God will do great things. He will work upon the minds of men so that even in this world there shall be seen in their lives a fulfillment of the promise of the future state. In Isaiah 35 verses 1 to 10 it says, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen you the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not, behold your God. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the parched dry ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, and a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those. The wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. End of chapter 9. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible called The Gift. 
Psalm 59 was also written by David when Saul sought to kill him. And the theme for this psalm is the wicked will meet their fate. I am surrounded by enemies. Please deliver me from them, O my God. Put me on a high place, safe from those who would attack me. Rescue me from the vindictive. Save me from those who would spill my blood. See, they patiently hide, waiting to kill me. Powerful men consult to do me harm. But not for any sin of mine, O Lord. They hurry to prepare to attack me, but not for any wrong I have done. Look upon my danger and help me, O Lord. Help me, O Lord, God of hosts and the God of Israel. Arise and punish all my enemies. Do not show mercy to any of those who have trampled upon your law. They come as the day grows dark, growling like a dog, going all about the city. Like a blast from their mouth and like sharp swords from their lips, they say, Who can hear us? But you, O Lord, shall have the last laugh. You shall look with scorn on the nations. O my God, you are my strength, and so I will wait for you. God is my fortress. My merciful one shall come to help me. God will do what I cannot do to my enemies. But in punishing, do not kill them, or my people may forget what you have done. Instead, let them wander far from their homes, crushing their pride in the dust. O Lord, our shield and defender, they must take responsibility for their sinful words. Let them be arrested in their pride and for the common carping and lies they speak. Let them be consumed in your righteous anger so that they will not exist anymore. By this, everyone shall know that God is the one who rules in the land of Jacob and to the far corners of the earth. At evening, evil men return to the city, growling like dogs, prowl around to see what they can do. They look for food and anything they can take, howling like an animal if they are not satisfied. But as for me, I will praise your great power in song. Yes, early in the morning I will sing loudly of your mercies. For you have been my defender and my place of refuge when troubles come. To you, my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my defender, the one who loves me. Mm-hmm.